Good morning and welcome to the Rules Committee of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors for today, Monday, December 5th. I am the chair of the committee, Aaron Peskin, joined by committee member Supervisor Connie Chan. Our clerk is Mr. Victor Young. Mr. Young, do you have any announcements? Yes, the Board of Supervisors and its committees are now convening hybrid meetings that will allow in-person attendance and public comment while still providing remote access and public comment via telephone. The board recognizes that equitable public access is essential and we be taking public comment as follows. First public comment will be taken on each item on this agenda. Those attending in person will be allowed to speak first and then we will take those who are waiting on the telephone line. For those watching either channel 26, 28, 78 or 99 and sfgovtv.org, the public comment call in number is streaming across the screen. The number is 415-655-0001. Then enter the meeting ID of 2497-875-8861. Then press pound and pound again. When connected, you will hear the meeting discussion, but you'll be muted and in listening mode only. When your item of interest comes up and public comment is called, those joining us in person should line up to speak, and those on the telephone should dial star three to be added to the speaker line. If you're on the telephone, please remember to turn down your television and all listening devices you may be using. As already indicated, we'll take public comment from those attending in person first, and then we will go to our public comment telephone line. Alternatively, you may submit public comment in writing in either of the following ways. Email them to myself, the Rules Committee Clerk, at victor.young at sfgov.org. You submit public comment via email, it will be forwarded to the supervisors and included as part of the file. You may also send written comments via U.S. mail to our office at City Hall, 1 Dr. Carlton B. Goodlip Place, room 244, San Francisco, California, 94102. Thank you, Mr. Young, and I would also like to welcome Supervisor Stephanie, who is serving in the place of Supervisor Mandelman, our Vice Chair, as well as Supervisor Ronan, who is joining us for item number two. Mr. Clerk, could you please read the first item? Um, before we move to that, would you like to make a motion to ex excuse uh, Supervisor Mandelman? I would like to make a motion to excuse Supervisor Mandelman from today's Rules Committee meeting, and we will take that without objection. And now if you could read item number one. Yes, item number one is a motion Approving or rejecting the mayor's nomination for appointment of Jeanette Howard to the Treasure Island Development Authority Board of Directors for a term ending February 26, 2025. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Colleagues, this morning we are joined by Jeanette Howard, who the mayor has uh, nominated to serve on the Treasure Island Development Authority Board of Directors. She, in her day job, serves as Director of Science over the water program at the Nature Conservancy. I had the opportunity to sit down and visit with Ms. Howard, who seems um, eminently qualified for the position, and I would like to welcome her this morning to make some opening remarks. Great, thank you so much, Chair Peskin, and um, hello, Supervisors. Um, it's an honor to be here today to, as you consider my nomination for the board of the Treasure Island Development Authority. A special thanks to um, Mayor Breed for considering me and for Tyra who has been shepherding me through this process. Really appreciate it. Let me tell you a little bit about myself and why I'm interested in being on the board. I am a proud 30-plus um, year resident of San Francisco and has, as such have lived through many changes and challenges of our great city. 
I moved here back way back in the 1980s from El Cajon, which is in San Diego County, um, to attend San Francisco State University. As the first person in my entire family to attend college, it was both daunting and incredibly exciting to be moving into Mary Ward Hall and make San Francisco my forever home, like so many before me and so many to come. Via various twists and turns, I completed a PhD in physical geography from UC Berkeley and currently work as a director of science for the Nature Conservancy, where I've been for 16 years. I'm really excited um, about the opportunity to serve as a member of the TIDA board to ensure that this extensive and exciting project lives up to the city's goals of a safe, desirable, and thriving community on Treasure Island. During my recent tour of the island um, with Bob Beck, I was not only impressed with the vision of the project and the state-of-the-art infrastructure, but also the city's commitment to ensure that the current Treasure Island community is part of the grand puzzle. As a scientist at the Nature Conservancy, I work every day to balance the needs of people and the state's, our state's amazing natural resources. I have found that where we are most successful is when we make space for deep collaboration and co-creation of the solutions. I want to bring that spirit of collaboration and co-creation to the TIDA board. In summary, through my long journey um, and long-term residency in San Francisco and my experience in education, I feel I can offer a valued perspective surrounding the Treasure Island development to serve the various needs of our city, to increase housing, to meet the needs of the current Treasure Island community, and to manage for a future in a changing climate. I'm excited to be a part of an effort to enhance an existing San Francisco neighborhood, and I would be honored to serve this great city that has provided so much to me. I appreciate your time and consideration. Thank you, Ms. Howard, and thank you for your willingness to serve. Are there any questions from committee members? If not, are there any members of the public who would like to testify on this item in the chambers? Yes, members of the public who wish to speak on this item and joining us in person should like to speak at this time. For those listening remotely, please uh, call 415-655-0001, enter the meeting ID of 2497-875-8861, then press pound and pound again. Once connected, you will need to press star 3 to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queues, please continue the wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted, and that will be your cue to begin your comments. Uh, there are no persons in the chamber for public comment at this time. We have one caller on the line for public comment. First speaker, please. So, supervisors, uh, just the other day, a matter came before uh, the budget and finance on Treasure Island. And um, there are entities that the board of directors have not vetted. And this project, uh, this one project costs double the amount. So these directors come in, uh, they're appointed by uh, uh, the person who runs room 200, and uh, we, the people, are kept in the dark. So 
Does this woman have any experience about vertical and horizontal construction? I've attended uh, virtually the Treasure Island Development Authority Board Directors meetings, and they don't know about the developers. They have developers on board, and they're not vetted. So Treasure Island is a mess. So we really need directors who know about vertical, horizontal construction, about projects, about how much it costs to build one square foot, and what experience do they have to put a project that's gone a, a, a mark on track? And none of y'all have asked her a single question on that. Just rubber stamp and send her to be appointed. And again, my name is Francisco da Costa. If you supervisors want a one-on-one or with me, I'm ready to give you all the details. I've been, I was, time has I was involved with that. Are there any additional speakers for item number one? There are no additional speakers on this matter. Okay, public comment is closed. Mr. Beck, the mayor of Treasure Island, anything you'd like to add? Just thank uh, the committee members for uh, pointing. Uh, we, we do have a shortage of, of board members currently, and, and this will be a great help to the program. Well, the last person who was nominated for this seat promptly disappeared, so here we go. All right, with that, colleagues, um, and I mean this sincerely, it is my honor to make a motion to forward Ms. Howard to the full Board of Supervisors with a positive recommendation. On that motion, Mr. Clerk, a roll call, please. Uh, would you like to uh, amend a motion to remove? Oh, uh, yeah, that would be a good idea, wouldn't it? One moment. That is right here. I will move to amend the subject motion by striking the word rejecting in line three and striking the word reject in line eight on that motion, a roll call please. On the motion to amend, Supervisor Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. Supervisor Stephanie. Aye. Stephanie, aye. Chair Peskin. Aye. Peskin, aye. And now passed. I will make the motion to send the item as amended to the full board with a positive recommendation. Yes, on that motion, Supervisor Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. Supervisor Stephanie? Aye. Stephanie, aye. Chair Peskin? Aye. Peskin, aye. The motion passes without objection. Next item, please. Next on the agenda is item number two, ordinance amending the administrative code to authorize the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission to include social impact commitment criteria as a qualitatively scored element in solicitation for certain contracts at designated thresholds. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Colleagues, this is finally at long last the codification of a long-standing practice at the public utilities commission that predates our current general manager dennis herrera our former city attorney that was the subject of a controller's audit with some findings 
that uh, got caught up in the behested payment legislation kerfluffle and has now come to us as legislation sponsored uh, primarily by Supervisor Ronan, but co-sponsored, uh, I think, by almost every member of the Board of Supervisors. Uh, and I want to thank Supervisor Ronan for her work, along with the PU staff, for uh, fixing some of the oversights that existed in the past that were the subject of the controller's audit findings uh, and breathing life into what is otherwise a positive program for the city and the PUC. And with that, Supervisor Ronan, do you have opening comments? Sorry, my apologies. Thank you. Um, yes, just short opening comments. Thank you. Uh, it's so exciting that this piece of legislation is finally before us today. Um, the ordinance, uh, as Supervisor Peskin mentioned, will codify the SFPUC's Social Impact Partnership Program, also known as SIP. SIP commits commitments support local communities in addressing inequities, building community trust, improving quality of life, and creating meaningful impact. Under SIP, the SIP program, firms contracting with PUC can voluntarily make commitments via financial contributions and or volunteer hours to nonprofit organizations and or public education providers in communities affected by SFPUC service operations. SIP commitments benefit career exposure, small business growth, educational programming and internships, and environmental and community health. I've been working on this legislation for a few years now, believe it or not. It's been, it's been quite a while, and I am so excited to see it come to uh, fruition. I want uh, to thank a, a, a few people, um, including Chelsea Boyard and Masood, and why your last name is blanking me at the moment, I don't know. It's old age. Sorry about my food. Uh, Juliet Ellis, who used to work um, for the PUC, and of course, the general manager, Dennis Herrera, who, um, who we will hear from in a second. I also want to thank, thank from my office both Amy Beinart, uh, who worked on an early version of this legislation, and Nikki. Saini, who uh, saw it through to final um, introduction at the Board of Supervisors. And with that, we will first hear from Dennis Herrera, the General Manager of PUC. Thank you, Supervisor Ronan, Supervisor Peskin, <coughs> and other members of the committee. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here today to introduce our presentation team and this legislation before you, which will authorize the Social Impact Partnership Program at the SFPUC. I'd like to take a couple of minutes to tell you how proud I am of the work that's been done to strengthen the PUC Social Impact Partnership Program in alignment with our values of transparency, accountability, and good governance. Since joining the PUC uh, just a little bit over a year ago, I've overseen our staff as we diligently undertook a deep internal evaluation process to identify best practices and areas for improvement for this program. This opportunity to now formally authorize the program is a long time coming. As you know, an audit of this program was conducted over a year ago, and we committed to implementing all of the recommendations from that audit within 12 months. By passing this legislation and finalizing policies and procedures for the program, we will have implemented all of the recommendations ahead of schedule. 
I've also had the opportunity to learn about the ways that the Social Impact Partnership Program creates positive impacts in local communities across the PUC's service territory. This program puts our agency's values into practice. We're committed to being a good neighbor to communities affected by our, contract, by our contracts, projects, and operations, and this program allows private contractors we work with to do the same. For the last decade, the Social Impact Partnership Program has led to deep, meaningful, and positive benefits in communities in San Francisco and across our service territory. It has brought more technology into San Francisco public schools, created STEM career awareness opportunities for K-12 students, and supported a construction pre-apprenticeship program for women in the trades, to name just a few. Our Social Impact Partnership Program has provided a compelling model and utility partners across the country have reached out to us about replicating it. This is a strong and innovative program and it has the full support of the SFPUC leadership, staff, and commission. With that, it's with pleasure that I introduce to you today our presenters for this item, uh, Assistant General Manager for External Affairs, Masood Ordekani, Ronnie Versher, Director of Community Benefits, and Chelsea Boyard, Acting Director of Strategy, Planning, and Innovation. Thank you very much, Supervisors. Can we pull up the slides, please? Great. Thank you, General Manager Herrera. Good morning, Supervisors. My name is Ronnie Verscher, and I'm joined with my colleague, Chelsea Boylard. I wanted to take a quick moment to, as we get started, to acknowledge Valerie Tulia-Luea, our Acting Social and Park Partnership Manager. Um, and just all the incredible intentional work she's and the team and many of our colleagues have contributed to strengthening this program. We're excited to present to you today. Next slide. I'd like to begin our presentation by regrounding us in a few of the guiding policies that the SFPUC Commission has unanimously, unanimously passed, which helps to guide the PUC, how the PUC does business, speaks to our values, and actively assists us in becoming a utility of the future. Those policies are our environmental justice policy of 2009, our community benefits policy of 2011, also known as our good neighbor policy, as well as the racial justice policy. The SFPUC, the SFPUC invites through its contracting process to make mean, firms to make meaningful positive impacts in local communities. Under the social impact partnership program, firms voluntarily make commitments that they deliver during the term of the contract. Next slide. The SIP program has been in place for over a decade, beginning in 2011, and has been included in over 90 contracts. SIP commitments have been delivered throughout the agency's service territory, where the PUC has projects, contracts, and operations from Bayview Sunders Point up to Tuolumne County, and from the Mission District to East Palo Alto in the South Bay. This next slide provides a view of the social impact partnership program areas and a brief snapshot of some of the types of impact that the program has had over the past decade. It is important to reiterate that the SIP program positively impacts our entire service territory. The program has provided access to eco-literacy education and environmental stewardship principles for K-12 students, our future ratepayers who will be more environmentally conscious and educated about our systems and its sustainability. The program has created STEM career awareness and exposure opportunities for public school students at every level that allowed for a greater number of young people to learn about civil service and utility sector careers. The SIP program has also supported several job exposure and internship opportunities, one of which is a neurodiversity pilot program that 
offered a work experience internship for persons with developmental disabilities. Finally, it has supported the development of numerous small retail businesses in food deserts that address food insecurities and promote economic development in communities of need. Next, I'll turn it over to Chelsea Boylert, who will go a little more detail about the updates. Thanks, Ronnie, and hello, supervisors. Um, so as you all know, I think in the last year since the audit, the SFPUC has done a lot of work to identify opportunities to strengthen the SIP program, maximize transparency and accountability, and ensure good governance. Uh, we have implemented administrative improvements, including upgrading our data system, strengthening verification of reporting from firms, um, improving record retention, prop, uh, rent record retention policies, and more. We've uh, launched a public interactive dashboard on the website that I encourage anyone to check out um, for transparency regarding all SIP commitments, progress to date, beneficiaries, et cetera. We have begun building a registry for any nonprofit organization or public school to sign themselves up as interested parties, which firms can um, then access to independently, independently identify uh, potential partners to deliver SIP commitments. And we have drafted rules and regulations for the program uh, that formalize the program's governance, administration, and procedural requirements. Uh, we have an initial draft that's being informed by feedback through this process, um, including you know, meetings um, with uh, yourselves and others. Uh, next slide, please. So finally, the reason why we're here today is uh, for the board to, form, um, to consider formal, formal authorization of the SIP program. Um, authorization will further ensure the delivery of commitments directly to the community through enforcement me mechanisms and outline parameters to guide the program, including contract types and thresholds, legal remedies for accountability, and tools and processes to maximize transparency. Um, so for us, authorization is in two parts. Um, first, we needed to go to our commission uh, for their review and authorization, and we're happy to say that the program is unanimously approved um, by the SFPUC commission on October 24th of this year. Um, and then secondly, we are here before you um, for authorization. Um, we are so proud, um, as uh, Supervisor Peskin mentioned earlier, that the legislation has the co-sponsorship of 10 members of the Board of Supervisors, um, including each of the members of this committee. So thanks uh, to all of you for your support um, thus far, and we respectfully ask that this uh, legislation be passed out of committee today with your unanimous support in order to be brought forward um, to the full board tomorrow as a committee report. Thank you very much. Supervisor Ronan. Oh, I just want to make sure you finish your presentation. Okay, fantastic. Um, well, I just want to again thank PUC for this extraordinary work. Um, it's, the program has only gotten better, more transparent, um, and, and uh, has made a massive, massive impact on the communities where it served. You know, the PUC spends billions and billions and billions of dollars on in absolutely necessary infrastructure for the city. Um, but the work that is done disrupts local communities sometimes for years on end. And those communities deserve to benefit from the, the incredible amount of dollars spent uh, to sustain and build uh, the infrastructure we need. Uh, in the city to have clean water, to take care of our wastewater treatment um, and other energy needs. And, um, you know, I, I just think that this is a uh, 
extremely progressive and exciting example of how those billions of taxpayer dollars can come back and improve the community and create relationships between contractors and the communities that they serve. Uh, I'm very excited and, and, and hope to see the airport and the port and MTA, uh, similar enterprise departments that spend billions of dollars on infrastructure in the city, uh, follow the example of PUC and create a, a similar extraordinary program that, that gives back to our community. So I just wanted to recognize your work. Thank you so much for your innovation, uh, for thinking about how to make these dollars that San Franciscans pay on these extremely necessary infrastructure projects double come back to serve the community in, the, in, in this creative way and uh, just want to really, really commend your leadership. So thanks and colleagues, uh, appreciate your co-sponsorship and hope you will send this forward with positive recommendation today. Thank you, Supervisor Chan. Thank you, Chair Preskin, and I just first want to thank Supervisor Rona for your leadership on this, and really want to thank SFPUC uh, under the new leadership of General Manager Dennis Herrera, allowing really um, provide the support for this team right before us to revamp the social impact program um, with really um, just insight and to think about how we can give back to our community, but in an equitable manner. And that's not just um, uh, in, in the old fashion of with allowing the loophole for pay to play. And I think that's really critical to change that dynamic from um, what it's really intended for. And so I really appreciate all the work and really, really hard work uh, in the last almost two years now. Um, so I am so proud to be a co-sponsor to this legislation and really look forward to the database expansion. And I really appreciate the demonstration of the database is really impressive. I think that's something that uh, all the chapter six city departments, city departments that involve when any type of contract should really um, take that as an example, as a model, and thinking about how they can build on that and utilize that. And I think we have the similar conversation with the most recent, like the charitable giving that the city has or give to SF um, and really reconsider um, our database uh, for donations and partnerships. How do we really um, be consistent? And the database, what I'm really also impressed with is that it actually track uh, in a way that allow us to be thoughtful uh, for underserving community or underserved communities and to, to really think about how we can give um, in that manner. So thank you. Thank you for all your hard work. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Chair Peskin, and thank you, Supervisor Ronan. Thank you. Why don't we open item number two up to public comment. Are there any members of the public in these chambers who would like to comment on this item? Yes, members of the public who wish to speak on this item and are joining us in person should like to speak at this time. For those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001, enter the meeting ID of 2497-875-8861, then press pound and pound again. Once connected, you will need to press star 3 to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted, and that will be your cue to begin your comments. Uh, we have, uh, you may begin your public comment. Okay, good morning. Um, my name is Shotzi Allen Jefferson. I'm president of the Allen Group, which is a local, locally grown, headquartered in San Francisco, African-American 
woman-owned uh, construction management firm. We've had the opportunity to work on many of San Francisco and the Bay Area's large infrastructure projects. And most recently, we just finished the Southeast uh, Community Center. And if you haven't gone, you should go see it. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, in any case, I'm here because I'm in support of the community benefits program that SFPUC has started. While as a company, we've been committed always for helping young African-American, you know, um, Hispanic, all young people of color, and even of not of color. We have a, a, a track record of helping to not only just provide internships, but we build communities, and more importantly, we help build careers. Um, we have a track record of working with many of the departments here in San Francisco. You know, SF, SFO has gone with me to National Society of Black Engineers to recruit, you know, for their um, employment. So has um, SFPUC. So there's, you know, workforce development, but more importantly, it provides an opportunity for young people, specifically from San Francisco, to get the opportunities. At SFPUC on Southeast Community Center, we had a young man, we have a young man who I brought because I really think it's important for you to see. Is that my two minutes? You have 30 seconds. Oh, I'm, okay, sorry. Anyway, I brought Tony Eldridge because I really want you to see. He's from Bayview Hunters Point. He has a degree in electrical engineering. He could not find a job, and we provided on Southeast Community Center an internship. But because he's an electrical engineer, I don't do that kind of work. I went and helped him to secure a job with a friend who owns a large electrical engineering firm, and now he's on his path, you know, working on BART projects. So with that, Tony, you want to come up? I had a lot more to say. <laughs> Thank you, Shasi. Uh, hello, all. My name is uh, Eldridge Tony Joe, um, and I just want to tell you a little bit about my story on how Allen Group, um, you know, affected me. Um, I'm a native, I'm from San Francisco, uh, went to high school here, and I went to college uh, in the University of Las Vegas, Nevada, and that's where I got my degree in uh, electrical engineering. And toward my junior year, I went on the Nesby Conference, which is where I met Lehman, who is here today as well. And Lehman introduced me to the, to the Allen Group, um, the idea of working back home uh, for African-American run company um, by women as well. So I was, I was amazed. Uh, I fell in love with the idea and uh, a chance to come back home. So I, I hopped on the opportunity. Um, I didn't know much about construction management, to be honest, but I trusted uh, Shasi and I trusted Lehman that they would help me and facilitate my growth. And they gave me so much uh, experience on this project that uh, I worked on this summer. So while I was electrical engineering, I was exposed to construction management and many other areas under electrical engineering. And after my internship was up, Shasi was able to call companies, give me uh, set up interviews. And that's where I met my current employer, TSC, which is based just outside of Emory or in Emeryville, right across the bridge and they specialize in uh, transit. So I would say at least 50% of my work that I've done um, during this internship was directly applicable to the work that I'm doing now. So uh, yeah, this is just a testimony to what the Allen Group has done for me and how they you know, facilitated my growth and changed the trajectory of my career. So I'm indebted to them for that. And yeah, that's my piece.
Thank you. Good morning, uh, Chairman Peskin. My name is Lehman Abrams and other members of the Board of Supervisors. I'm the Chief Growth Officer at the Allen Group, and I am a native San Franciscan. I grew up in the Western Edition right on Oak and Visadero, went to Lowell High School before going to Berkeley and Harvard. But how did I get there? How did I get there? When I was in elementary school, there was a program to take young people down to Market Street, which was torn up for this new exciting rail system that was going to ring the bay. Fast forward to today, and a few weeks ago, I helped BART prepare an environmental impact report for their expansion at the, at the Hayward Maintenance Complex. I tell you this story because the Board of Supervisors should approve the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission's Social Impact Partnership, not because of some nebulous feel-good program, because it provides true economic contributions to communities and the individuals. So as a result, you just heard Tony speak, he started his career. I was able to start my family, buy a house, and establish an economic toehold in San Francisco. There were two interns that Shati didn't get a chance to mention, two high school students, Jayla and Jackie, and one of them did an analysis of porous concrete and looking at the costs and benefits of that. She's a high school student. There is no doubt in my mind that several years from now, she will be testifying at the Board of Supervisors about the impacts of the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission's social impact partnership and the value and the trajectory it meant to her career. So in short, this is not a feel good moment. This is quantifiable contribution to equity, to inclusion, to diversity, and to the economic vitality of San Francisco. Tony's story, my story, and countless other stories are proof that the social impact partnership is an investment. You could almost replace the word impact with investment. And companies now are starting to measure their environmental, social, and governance contribution. And this program is demonstration that companies can have Thank a you. positive impact and really contribute to this city. Thank you. Good to see you, Mr. Abrams. Next speaker, please. Are there any other speakers in the chamber for public comment at this time? Uh, there being nobody else in person, we can move on to our telephone line. Uh, can we have our first caller, please? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Please proceed. Oh, great. Thank you. Um, good morning. Um, my name is Diane Gray. I am the co-founder and program director for 100% College Prep. 100% provides college access services to middle and high school youth in D10, particularly in the Bayview Hunters Point community. We're also in five high schools and two middle schools in SFUSD. And I'm here to speak, um, or online, <laughs> to speak um, in support of SIP. 100% was awarded a grant um, through the SIP for a summer STEM program for middle school students at Willie Brown Middle School. And it was called, How Do You H2O? Um, our students uh, learned about the Hetch Hetchy water system and conservation. They toured our water um, waste system. Um, they learned about SFPUC careers, and they learned about how to be environmental stewards. So they became water waste captains in their own homes and community. They created as a, a team, we worked with um, over 16 students, and they worked as a team to create PowerPoint presentations that kept track of water usage. Um, it included math, 
such as percentages and graphs and evaluations. And so it was a wonderful program that also involved um, some high school students as being mentors as well. And so this was a wonderful program for that summer, but we look forward to doing more educational opportunities for our young people in the community um, so that they learn about our water system. They can also learn more about STEM. And we know as San Francisco PUC um, uh, employees began to retire and all of that, that we have this wonderful pipeline of young people that are ready to take in those, um, those careers. So we would strongly like to encourage you to improve the SIP program and we look forward to doing more work. Thank you. Thank you. Can we have our next caller? Hello, supervisors. Good morning. I'm Stacey Wang, the CEO of the San Francisco Education Fund, and we've been mobilizing resources to improve education equity for over 90 public schools in San Francisco for the past 50 years. In our partnership with SFPUC and the Social Impact Program, we have been able to connect with engineering companies and share with them the wonderful students we serve in SFUSD and connect them with opportunities to support these students' futures. We've had a dozen SFPUC engineering contractors sponsor over a dozen SFUSD first-generation college-going students to get scholarships through our Mason Scholarship Program and become first in their families to attend and finish college. Our scholars couldn't join me today, but two of them asked me to share a few sentiments. One, the scholarship from Brown and Caldwell, an engineering firm, has allowed me to get through school without many financial stressors. This has allowed me to focus on school and achieve my goals. I am happy to be a recipient, and I hope other students can receive this opportunity as well. Another scholar has shared, as a college freshman at City College of SF, being part of this program has greatly contributed to my educational and personal development. Besides financial benefits with the scholarship, the interpersonal assistance offered has been a huge source of motivation for me. I cannot express my gratitude enough. With your support, my success will be propelled beyond college, giving me the chance to fulfill my career of being a pharmacy technician. I am sincerely honored. Thank you again for considering approving the SIP program to create an easy and accessible way for companies to take collective responsibility in making our community better for the next generation. Thank you. Can we have our next caller, please? Uh, yeah. Hi, supervisors. My name is Terry Kohansky. I'm the executive director at SCRAP. And I want to thank you for the opportunity to share how the social impact partnership has helped SCRAP advance our mission of providing opportunities for equal access to creativity, art, and art making through diverted materials with an emphasis on environmental stewardship. Back in 2020, we created a new program called Scrap in the Box to bring scrap to children in the communities that needed it the most. And the PUC was right there with us. Through the SIP program, they provided counsel and they provided seed dollars that allowed us to go out to the community learning hubs. Specifically, the first one was Alice Griffith. Since then, we have expanded throughout the southeast section of the city with partners such as the YMCA, Boys and Girls Club, Good Samaritan, and Beacon. In 2021, 
SIP once again helped us through a partnership with the engineering firm Brown and Caldwell, who provided dollars, volunteers, and STEAM components to our instruction. Over the course of 2022, we've served over 600 students at eight public school aftercare programs. We've created 30 lesson plans exploring identity, community, and the environment. And we employ seven teaching artists, many are BIPOC and LGBTQ. The uh, impact and success of our program has been recognized by the California Arts Council, San Francisco Arts Commission, among others. Thanks to the social impact partnership, SCRAP is having a greater impact in the communities around us, and we wholly support the social impact partnership program. Thank you. Thank you. Can we have our next caller? Good morning. My name is Joy Jackson Morgan. I'm the executive director at Third Street Youth Center and Clinic. Uh, thank you, uh, supervisors, for this opportunity to speak on the Social Impact Partnership Program this morning. Um, I wanted to echo supervisors uh, Peskin and Ronan and Chan's um, comments for uh, commending the PUC on correcting some of these regulatory issues and, and really give a huge shout out to the staff for their tireless work on, on getting all these things together. It's amazing to hear all the work that's been done um, to keep this program going. I wanted to highlight a couple of things this morning around um, how this program really helps communities sustain programs and, and jobs and provides assistance to nonprofits in a way that's not just funding. Although we are really, really um, grateful for the funding that we have received in this um, process because it helped us continue payments for some of our young people um, who have to provide for their families. But also I wanted to talk about how um, the volunteering and the consulting and the advice that we get from our, our SIP partners. Um, a couple of examples, we had our WebCore partners help us uh, really identify during the pandemic the proper HEPA filters that we needed for our clinic and for our offices to, to help um, our staff remain um, healthy and safe and make sure that the airflow was, was working properly in our buildings. Um, they also helped us draw up a reconfiguration of our office spaces to one, like maximize the space that we have, but also um, again, to help our staff stay healthy and to continue to serve the community. Um, they also have offered up advice about different um, construction projects that our, our offices need. And so these sort of um, con consultations can be costly for, for nonprofits. And so I just really want to highlight that um, this is truly a partnership and a, and something that really helps to benefit nonprofit leadership Speaker and time has um, keeping our. Thank you very much. Uh, just a reminder to our uh, members of the public who are speaking, uh, we have a, we are allowing two minutes per speaker on this matter. Can we have our next caller, please? Hello, my name is Nancy Barnes, representing STEM Tech Consulting Services. Uh, a frequent contractor with SFPUC. Stantec has participated in the SIP program since 2012, and since that time has donated over $1.4 million in volunteer hours and financial contributions, not only in the immediate San Francisco area and surrounding Bay Area, but also in Tuolumne and Mariposa counties. Our focus has been the career pipeline 
getting engineers and scientists into the schools at the elementary school level, all the way up through young adult internships to help people prepare for their careers. We do this for several reasons. Number one, it is that feel good moment. It is consistent with our values as a corporation to create meaningful connections in the community so we can better serve them. It also, however, addresses a keen interest our employees have in giving back to the community and the profession. It's something that employees really demand the opportunity to do and feel good about working for a company like ours that we do these type of things. And finally, it really fulfills our business imperative to have more students entering the career pipeline and pursuing STEM as a career. It creates our future workforce and that is critical to our long-term viability as a company. Thank you for your support of the SIP program. Thank you. Can we have our next caller? Yeah, my name is Francisco da Costa, and I've been uh, paying attention to all those who are saying whatever they have to say, but I know they haven't been with me and some of the leaders in the trenches. Uh, Y'all have bluffed us with people like Dwayne Jones and Juliet Ellis. You have a city attorney who is now the general manager of SAPUC. The sewer system improvement project started with six billion. It's now 12 billion, heading for 20 billion. And Mr. Lemon knows me very well, and so do others. So all I'm saying is, y'all have failed the community miserably. More are infants, our children, youth, young adults, and our elders. They are the ones that have to be helped. I've got nothing to say bad about SIP. Those behind the program are trying their best. But for God's sake, don't allow our infants, children, youth, elders to die and talk about some rosy things and what the Allen Group has done and what it proposes to do. Thank you very much. Next speaker. All right. All right. We'll we'll sit and recess. Good morning. Good morning. I'm sorry. The meeting is uh, in recess.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television. Uh, we are live. Can we have our next caller, please? Hello, my name is Liz Jackson Simpson, and I'm the CEO of Success Center. And I'm really grateful of this opportunity to present to you, Board of Directors, for the PUC and the SIP program. Success Centers is a 40-year-old organization that was started by Superior Court judges to provide alternative education and workforce development services for marginalized communities. The SIP program has enabled us to provide critical supportive services, particularly to the individuals who participate in our construction training program. Our youth build and green construction training program provide 18 weeks of hands-on immersive construction training where we do this by not only providing practical theor theoretical training but, and certification training but also hands-on training through the provisions of tiny houses. This program then places individuals onto prevailing wage jobs and opportunities and we, where we partner with the PUC. And we're very grateful of Valerie Toulier and Brian Thomas and Zelda for your help and toolage onto these projects. But what proves to be a significant barrier for many of our constituents is the ability to buy tools and pay the union dues and to make that next leap, transportation and childcare covers. And so the resources from the SIP program enable us to close the synapse between the time that our folks complete training and are able to get on the job. And we are proud to say that just last month, one of our graduates made it um, not only through our 18 weeks of programming, but also has um, this young man um, has made it to journey level status. And there's no way that we would have been able to support him along that journey without the support and resources of this tremendous community benefit. So we at Success Center strongly encourage the strengthening of the SIP, SIP program because it has impact, economical and social impact that I don't think any of us can imagine. So thank you again for this opportunity. Thank you, PUC, and thank you, contributors to the SIP program, along with the board of directors for making dreams come true. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Good morning, supervisors. My name is Rebecca Thompson. I am a project engineer with Panko Builders. Panko is the general contractor that just completed the Southeast Community Center project. We at PENCO enjoy participating in the Social Impact Partnership Program and to give back to the community because it reflects our company's values of diversity, equity, and inclusion. We are proud to support our local community that we live and work in and give back to the Bayview Hunters Point community through this SIP program. Our partners in, uh, that assisted us in volunteering had a great time participating and giving back to the, company, uh, the community as a team. When Colwood put halt to some of our plans, we revised our SIP program initiatives to include a couple out-of-the-box ideas as virtual training from K-12 to workforce training, subcontractor assistance programs, and community health food programs. 
During COVID, we responded quickly by delivering groceries to residents sheltering in place and preparing boxes of groceries for families who've lost their jobs. Some of our partners included the Third Street Youth Project, Magic, the SS Marine Food Bank, and the ACU Holiday Spirit Turkey Giveaway. We created programs to support workforce development and training for local residents with agencies like City Build, Mission Hiring Hall's CAPSA program, Ignite Education, and the Construction Exposure program. These programs were so successful that PENCO has been asked to provide additional classes and training beyond what we committed to in this project. PENCO also helped aid in the economic and business development for local small businesses and uh, Bayview Hunters Point in different ways, such as providing safety training, professional financial support to help them grow. It is our belief that if we help our partners to be successful, the project itself will be a success. We feel that more companies should give back and participate in the Social Impact Partnership Program and take an active role in the community. Thank you. Where they are doing time work. has elapsed. Can we have our next caller, please? Good morning, Board of Supervisors. My name is Jessica Fontenot, Bayview Hunters Point native, business relations manager, and construction job developer for the Success Center. This program was provided for impacted communities such as the Southeast neighborhood, Bayview Hunters Point, the Michigan, the Chamberlain, and other disadvantaged neighborhoods in proximity of the PUC project. Our brothers and sisters have benefited from this program in a major way. And through this partnership, we are most definitely changing lives. I am here to speak in behalf of several participants from Baby Hunter Point that benefited from this program, such as Shabrina Thornton, Natalia um, Scenario, El Dante Jackson, Lance Hamlin, Danielle Johnson, and a host of other participants that cannot be here today because they are working. Not only are they working, they're working on SFPUC job sites. One of the major impacts in our neighborhood is the Southeast Treatment Plant upgrades and the new Southeast Community Center. Our young uh, men and women get the opportunity and honor to help build and upgrade their neighborhood, a place where they have suffered for many years and have been waiting for decades for more and more opportunities to arise. Um, they are working on union jobs that provide union representation, benefits, pension, wage increases, retirement and job stability, vacation tax, and more. They are actually learning trades that will last a long time, a lifetime. They're starting off an apprenticeship, and most of them are transitioning into journeyman, highly skilled worker jobs, leadership roles. They can now provide for their families and continue to grow, grow stronger in their unions, grow stronger in their communities, and be an active role model to their peers who can't see the light at the end of the Speaker tunnel. Time has Those peers who have faith. Thank you. Can we have our next caller, please? Good morning, Board of Supervisors. Thank you for the opportunity to speak. My name is Pooja Rajani Farwell, the Director of Programs at Interaction Inc. The SIP program has funded one of our core programs, Ujama Kitchen, which is our culinary incubator program and collaborative commercial kitchen space that provides entrepreneurship and workforce development opportunities to the Bayview Hunters Point 
and BIPOC community. Through Ujamaa Kitchen, our vendors receive technical assistance to help formalize their business through permits, licenses, and they receive access to a commercial kitchen space and critical income generation opportunities through vending at events. The resources have been able to support seven local Baby Hunters Point vendors like Big H Barbecue, Soul Bowls, Vegan Hood Chef, Yes Pudding, Rome's Kitchen, Gumbo Social, and Food for the Mood. These vendors have now been able to utilize the commercial kitchen space and accomplish pivotal milestones, empowering them to thrive in their businesses. Our team was successful in also securing a partnership with the Foodwise Farmers Market at the Ferry Building for Thursdays starting in April 2022. Through this exposure, one of the Ujama Kitchen vendors, Gumbo Social, now has a dedicated booth at the Foodwise Farmers Market on the Embarcadero. We've also facilitated to the SIP program vending at various events, um, and we've also been able to welcome new BIPOC vendors into the Ujama Kitchen Bootcamp in 2022 and will continue to support more vendors. Our current cohort includes vendors like Irie Girl Granola, Urban Queens, Wing Pro, Get the Fork Out of Here, Sam's Gourmet Jams, Gourmetade, and G's Freeze. This program will continue to support more BIPOC vendors, and we are deeply grateful for the SIP program and we strongly support the continuation of the program. Thank you, SFPUC and the contributors for the program, and thank you, Board of Supervisors. Thank you. Can we have our next caller, please? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Christina Kung, and I am calling to speak on my experience with CityWorks as a former intern. Um, CityWorks is a summer internship program provided by the nonprofit organization, um, Young Community Developers. Uh, they support students' professional success through job training, uh, post-secondary career opportunities. Um, this is a paid summer program, and they seek to support those um, with interest across many career sectors, uh, including STEM, uh, marketing and communications, nonprofit education, art and design, music, fashion, and so much more. Um, as someone who has applied to multiple internships as a youth and young adult, I can say it is highly competitive. Um, some of the companies I was connected to through CityWorks weren't even hiring for interns, but CityWorks built that connection for me. And because they understand the difficulty of a person of color to break into certain industries, um, CityWorks was designed to target uh, young adults in Bayview Hunters Point, which has the highest which has the city's highest concentration of black and brown folks. Um, being a CityWorks intern has helped me tremendously uh, when figuring out my true passion. Uh, it played a crucial role in shaping my career. It also gave me a first look into uh, what real life would look like and the inner workings of the industry. And I can truly say that if it wasn't for CityWorks and the people who ran the program and the companies they connected me with, I wouldn't be in the position I am today. Thank you. Can we have our next caller, please? Can you hear me now? Uh, yes, we can. Please proceed. Great. Can I please have a 30-second warning? Um, David Pilpel, good morning. The Board of Supervisors adopted the behested payments legislation and is now considering this major loophole to it. I do not support this ordinance today. Uh, I know at least two past PUC staff members who, in my opinion, should be 
uh, prosecuted for this kind of activity, this kind of pay-to-play contracting sleaze that makes us all look bad is what you're embracing today, formerly known as community benefits, even with parameters, rules, and regulations. In my opinion, it is still bad. This is exactly what got some people at PUC and other city departments in trouble. I do not see how rate payers benefit here. The other big six contracting departments, the airport, DPW, MTA, Port and Rec Park, don't have and, in my opinion, don't need this. Legitimate contract criteria are entirely appropriate, but not set-asides for pet projects and selected groups. If this makes any sense at all, then I would make it a requirement for all city construction contracts and perhaps have OEWD uh, lead uh, the efforts with regard to uh, workforce development and uh, other investments. More than my city, uh, sequel concerns with the seconds. city, if I had time. Uh, you had 30 seconds? Thank you. Um, more than my sequel concerns with the city, if I had time, I would file a lawsuit on this very issue. I cannot emphasize enough what a terrible idea I think this is, and I hope I've made my opinion very clear. And I say all of this with uh, due respect to my friends uh, Chelsea Boylard and Lehman Abrams, who are both excellent people, and this is not to denigrate any of their work. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Can we have our next caller, please? Uh, that completes our list of callers for this matter. All right. Public comment on item number two is closed. And I believe Supervisor Stephanie will be back in a second. But even in her absence, given everything we heard and the long history of this effort to codify and the work of Supervisor Ronan and PUC staff, I will make a motion to send this item to the full board with a positive recommendation as a committee report on that motion. Mr. Young, a roll call, please. Yes, on the, on the motion to recommend as a committee report. Supervisor Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. Supervisor Stephanie. Aye. Stephanie, aye. Chair Peskin. Aye. Peskin, aye. The motion passes without objection. Thank you, thank you, Supervisor Ronan. Mr. Clerk, next item, please. Yes, next on the agenda is item number three, ordinance stopping and implementing an amendment to the current memorandum of understanding and collective bargaining agreement between the city and county of San Francisco and each of the unions identified in Appendix A of the proposed amendment to provide hospital and skilled nursing facility COVID-19 worker retention pay to select classifications of workers effective January 31st, 2023. Looks like we have an opportunity to access some free money for our employees. Uh, do we have a representative from the Department of Human Resources? I believe Mr. Artis Graham was scheduled to join us, perhaps remotely. I am here, Supervisor. All right. Good morning, Artis. Good morning. Tell us what we need to know. All right. So, um, as you know, I believe the uh, city has an opportunity to pass along some state funded um, bonuses or retention payments uh, to our healthcare workers and workers who work in healthcare facilities. So, that also includes craftspeople, security, uh, like sheriff's deputies, et cetera, who provide necessary services to keep the healthcare facilities open and operating. We have met with the 
requisite unions. We've submitted the MOU language to them, and um, we have closed meeting, confirmed, believe we're ready to proceed. Thank Any you. other questions? No, sir. Uh, sometimes something that looks too good to be true might actually be true. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I, uh, I hope to get this out of committee today and to the full board tomorrow for a vote because uh, time is of the essence. Are there any members of the public who would like to make public comment on item number three on today's calendar? Yes, members of the public who wish to speak on this item and are joining us in person should line up to speak at this time. For those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001. Enter the meeting ID of 2497-875-8861, then press pound and pound again. Once connected, you will need to press star 3 to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue the way until the system indicates you've been unmuted, and that will be your cue to begin your comment. Uh, there's nobody in the room for public comment at this time, and we do not have any callers on this matter. All right. Uh, any comments or questions from committee members? Seeing none, I will do the honors to send item number three to the full board as a committee report with a positive recommendation. Yes, on the motion to recommend as a committee report. Supervisor Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. aye. Supervisor Stephanie. Aye. Stephanie, aye. Chair Peskin. Aye. Peskin, aye. The motion passes without objection. All right. Item number four, our last item on today's calendar. Yes, item number four is a hearing to consider appointing five members terms ending June 6, 2024 to the Immigrant Rights Commission. All right. Uh, we have before us six applicants for five seats that actually expired in June. Um, and why don't we go to them in the order that they appear on this morning's calendar. I note that all of the seat requirements are the same, so we can really put anybody in any seat, and all of the six applicants seem to be qualified for any of the seats. Uh, so why don't we start with Jesse Ruiz Navarro. I believe that we have uh, Mr. Arturo who will be assisting uh, Mr. Ruiz on this matter. Okay. But, uh, um, yes, um, I'll be helping uh, Mrs. Ruiz uh, on this matter and it's gonna be an interpreted session. So she will be speaking to me and uh, I will have her muted and I will go ahead and translate whatever she says. Okay? Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is uh, Jesse Ruiz. I am a, a, a Latin, uh, Latinx transgender woman. Thank you. I have lived in San Francisco since, the tw since 2016. Mr. Arturo, if you don't mind pausing for a quick second, I'd like to ask our other applicants if you can go ahead and turn off your cameras and mute your microphones until we call on you to speak. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you, Victor. 
Uh, you may uh, continue. Okay. I have been I have lived in San Francisco since 2016 and I've been a member of the commission since 2018. Uh, for me to be uh, renominated is very important. Because for me, uh, being a part of a commission is, is a personal uh, search in finding a solution to all the problems that immigrants in San Francisco face. And during the time that I have been a member of the commission, uh, we have fought for DACA, and we have also fought against racial hate and hate that is targeted uh, to immigrants in San Francisco. And I would really would like to be a member again. Thank you, gracias. We will move on to Kudrat Duta Chodori. Good morning. Good morning, Chairperson and uh, the Supervisors. I am Kudradi Chaudhry, one of the candidates uh, up for appointment for seats one, two, and five for the Immigrant Rights Commission. Thank you so much for considering my name. A little bit about me since I'm a fresh face. I am an international attorney from India and moved to the United States for grad school only in 2018 when I was 24 years old to study international law with a specification in gender rights at Tufts University. I moved to San Francisco in August 2019 to work at the law office of Robert B. Job as a gender rights specialist, wherein I strategize gender-based violence asylum claims. In my everyday work, I deal with refugees and asylum seekers fleeing gender-based persecution from all across the globe. Our clientele is located both outside and inside the city and county of San Francisco. Apart from this, I've been involved with Women's Mart San Francisco since 2019, I joined as a community engagement lead and was appointed as the co-chair of Women's Smart San Francisco in September 2021. In light of the attack on reproductive rights we have had and we're seeing in this country, we have been very, very busy working and making sure that our community in San Francisco is advocated for. My main motivation to apply for IRC is to be in a position where I can serve the community of SF, hear from them and make a difference. My aim as a commissioner on IRC would be twofold. One is to work towards bringing light to the commission's work, along with finding ways for our stakeholders to connect with us. Second, work towards finding ways to involve the international students that we see in San Francisco who are on non-immigrant F1 visas and connect them with the San Francisco community. 
because I believe every immigrant in San Francisco is important and needs to be heard. I believe that given my professional exper experience and my expertise both in domestic and international law, migration, and refugee studies, my advocacy work for Women's March San Francisco, my identity as an immigrant woman, a woman of color, makes me a good fit to be a part of the Immigrant Rights Commission. If there are any questions, I would be very open to answer them. Thank you. Thank you very much for your presentation and for your application and willingness to serve. Uh, and we will be making a tough decision insofar as there are six applicants for five seats, but you seem to be quite qualified and your professional experience seems to be apropos. We will move on to, and I apologize for my pronunciation, Haragu Gaimi. Yes, good morning. Uh, my name is Haragu Gaim and I am again um, coming in because I want to continue on my seat. I am a commissioner current. Well, my term expired. I had a seat number two on the commission. Uh, I am an immigration attorney who is raised in San Francisco and I've been on the board from uh, 2009 uh, until this past year. In 2002, uh, to, to, in 2022, for a variety of reasons, my participation had waned. And um, so when I was thinking and considering about reapplying for this seat again. I had to think long and hard about what I had to offer uh, this commission and what I would do for this commission and why I would need to return to this commission. And one of the most important reasons that I decided that I needed to do this again is that I am a part of the Eritrean based African community in San Francisco. The Eritrean community. Um, specifically, but generally the African uh, community in San Francisco has been expanding, but, but our voice still needs to be heard. And um, it's the support that we get in the city and who we are and where we are and where we need to be still needs to grow. And I would like to continue my uh, seat in the commission in order to be a voice for this very important member of our community in the San Francisco Bay Area, in the San Francisco, but also the Bay Area as a whole. Um, and so I ask uh, to be, uh, again, reconfirmed to this position. Thank you. Thank you. Next, we will go to Ryan Kojaste. Hi, good morning, supervisors. Can you hear me? Yeah. I will. Great, thank you. Uh, good morning. My name is Ryan Kojaste. I am a member of the San Francisco Immigrant Rights Commission, and I have been proud to do this work for the past six years. I'm also a member of the executive committee where I've been on that body for essentially the entirety of my tenure as a commissioner. I work closely with the chair and the vice chair and um, OSEA on setting the strategic vision and the agenda for our commission. During my last term, one of the priorities of our commission were um, exploring ways that we could collaborate with community members and city departments on combating anti-AAPI hate. And as a commissioner, I was proud to lead those efforts where we held two special hearings, and we do plan on holding another special hearing um, in the coming year. Uh, I'd like to be reappointed to this commission. Uh, it's been um, a great body to work on. 
alongside so many brilliant commissioners with such an important duty. And I do hope to continue that work. So I'm asking respectfully um, from, the, from the Rules Committee to reappoint me to uh, my position. And I look forward to answering any questions that you may have. Thank you very much for your time and your consideration. Thank you. And now we'll go on to Mark Singor. Marco. Good morning. I'm Marco Singor. Um, my name is, again, like I said, Marco Sango, and I'm a small business owner in the Mission District for Bisa Beobab that I've been operating for over 23 years. I want to occupy seat number five for the Immigrant Rights Commission because my experience as an immigrant and a small business owner will be invaluable in the community informing and influencing policy for immigrants' advancement. Bisa Beobab is a world-renowned, internationally-recognized venue restaurant. I was awarded several times and my portrait was proudly featured in the ceiling of the Hotel Vital Mission. And <clears throat> despite I have experienced racism and discrimination under the old administration, where I was targeted within the criminal courts, incarcerated and discredited, as they call character assassination. I was teared apart from my 94 mom who needed me till she passed, when it should have been instead a civil case. I had to sell my business and real estate that I built over 23 years to pay for the legal fees and lost everything beside my original little baobab location. Nevertheless, it was because of my community that we were able to survive. It was a grim reminder of the harsh experiences that immigrants face. Despite that, during the pandemic, we adapted and started catering meals for the homeless through the cities, SF New Deal and Out of the Grill, where we made over 200,000 meals. The city and community work with me to identify a new location where we now have a space triple the size of our original location, where we receive city program assistance from OEWD and the Office of Small Business, along with vast community support across the spectrum. I have both the resilience and the understanding of the immigrant experience that will serve me well as a commissioner. I hope to count on your support, and I salute also all the other candidates. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your willingness to serve and sorry to hear about those travails. And last, we will go to Alahi and Sani. Thank you. Your microphone is muted. Thank you so much. Uh, I had been teaching and we don't have good receptions here in the building. Uh, do you hear me? Yes. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, good morning, <laughs> dear supervisors. Uh, it is an honor and privilege to be here in front of you and speak briefly about myself, but mostly my goals and what I hope to accomplish, continue accomplishing at the American Rights Commission. I'm currently Professor of Engineering at San Francisco State University. I'm also an elected senator in the Academic Senate of the university that we oversee the policies of the university, including diversity and inclusion. How I got here? I was born in Iran, Tehran, 
and I did my, I finished my undergraduate studies at Sharif University of Technology with highest honor. And I came to United States with full scholarship uh, to obtain my PhD and go back and um, help build Iran that at that time was part of the global community at peace with everybody. Only I noticed that my rights as a woman was being taken away one by one. The, the hard and rights that was taken by my mother's generation. Um, as an example, my mother ran John F. Kennedy School for um, disabled, mentally disabled children with funds from Kennedy Foundation at the time of Shah in Tehran. And my mother-in-law was a member of parliament. And then I saw all of them being taken away and I had no rights and there was no place for me. So in the past four decades, more than four decades, I saw the rights, these, I saw the Iranian community that was mostly comprised, especially in San Francisco and Bay Area, of foreign students to balloon into an ever-growing community of immigrants. And um, this is a very special opportune moment for me as an Iranian woman uh, because of what's happening right now in Iran and the importance of the diaspora, Iranian diaspora, here. And I don't know if you're hearing, there are some things happening in terms of the job and the, the clothes. And that has been inspired, that movement has been inspired by women in Afghanistan, in Pakistan, uh, in Turkey, and the whole world is looking at that. So this is a very important uh, event. And my um, goal, and if I may say, my dream is for Iranian women participation. And of course, as an educator, that is my role, but educating in participating in civil. San Francisco has always been on the forefront of um, civil participation. Uh, if you're a citizen, your voice is heard. And I myself am an example. So I hope to continue that. And my dream is hopefully when we have a democratic secular government in Iran, we would be, there would be mutual cooperation and we would be a model through San Francisco, everything that's being done here. And of course, IRC, as you know, Iran is a community, is a country of immigrants, like my father's family coming from Russia many years ago and, and many community children of Este, a large Jewish community that unfortunately was decimated and Armenians, and we hope to have all of them back. Thank you so much. And I look forward to answering any questions that you have. Thank you for your presentation and your service and your reapplication that concludes the interviews with applicants and before we go to public comment supervisor chan thank you chair peskin um i think this is the questions i see that we have our um office of civic engagement uh office and affairs um deputy or i should say acting director right now uh, uh, director whipple richard whipple is here with us i, I do have uh, some questions actually about the management of the immigrant uh, rights commission it is really a critical time in my opinion to make sure that the commission is stay active um, and all the commissioners participate um, we have critical issues like in my opinion is the continuance and the, the safety of um, and, and continuance of sanctuary city uh, for San Francisco, we know in the last few years has been the ongoing fight. Um, 
it is a critical time, I believe, for all immigrants to make sure that they to continue to actually uh, have the pathway uh, to success in San Francisco, especially also um, not just about the sanctuary city conversation, but also public charge conversation uh, has been really critical in the city of San Francisco and up and down in California. Um, so I think the question I have is, uh, it's really about the participation and, and, and attendance. I, I'm not just talking about attendance, but really also participation of the commissioners as well. It sounds like there is some challenges for some commissioners attending the events. Even I believe that you have been uh, really either aligned or, or hybrid uh, in the last two years. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and just really briefly, uh, Rich Whipple, I'm, I'm the acting director of OSEA, and you're absolutely correct, this is a really critical time for our immigrant communities, and we're really keen to get these vacancies filled. Uh, they did expire back in June, but we know things have been very challenging to fill vacancies with, with the pandemic. Uh, we have been entirely remote since the pandemic, that's correct, and most of the commissioners that are up for reappointment today have had pretty steady attendance. I think one commissioner that referenced that hasn't had as much um, participation as Commissioner Gein, but she's been a long time, very uh, reliable member of the commission long term and provides a really important perspective for a community at an intersection that's often not seen and often marginalized. So, uh, I mean, previously she served as the vice chair. It's been like a pretty reliable member of the commission overall. Um, but we are mindful that attendance is really critical to drive the work that needs to, to move forward. In the last year, we had really important hearings on um, addressing the hate and violence that our AAPI communities are facing, hearings about language access and what that looked like in COVID, and most recently a hearing on housing and how that impacts uh, our immigrant communities. So we absolutely need uh, these seats filled and, and attendance really is important and something that I think our commissioners are keeping in mind, especially the four that are up for reappointment today. Thank you. I, I, um, so it, it gives me like no pleasure to think about, you know, attendance. Uh, frankly, it's not just for the Immigrant Rights uh, Commission. We, we have other commissions that we oftentimes have a discussion. In fact, now we have, um, you know, in terms of formation of new task force and regulatory bodies that we actually put attendance as a consideration, meaning for someone not attending in a consecutive uh, <laughs> months or, or times and especially impacting possible quorum uh, has been um, a concerns and, and that it becomes a language that we put in as a template language to ensure attendance of all commissioners and task force and regulatory bodies. Um, so I just wanted to put it out there uh, for all, com all commissioners uh, to really understand that we need your engagement, we need your involvement, uh, as le at least as a um, a member of this committee today as an appointing body, um, I would say that attendance and involvement is critical for me to make a, a determination today, especially uh, considering residency waiver uh, or, you know, and uh, when there are actually other candidates uh, just deem as qualified being involved. So that's uh, where I'm at today. And, and um, Chair Peskin, thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you Supervisor you. Chan. Why don't we open item number four up to public comment? Yes, members of the public who wish to speak on this item and are joining us in person should line up to speak now. For those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001, enter the meeting ID of 2497-875-8861, then press pound and pound again. 
Once connected, you need to press star 3 to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue the way until the system indicates you have been unmuted and that will be your queue to begin your comments. Can we have our first in-person speaker, please? Uh, good morning, uh, Supervisors. Uh, my name is Adubu Traore, and I'm the Executive Director of the African Advocacy Network. We've been around for 13 years now, providing uh, immigration legal services and uh, social services, as well as doing uh, community education uh, to our community members. And uh, one word about our community is that you know, it's one of the fastest growing uh, communities uh, in the city. And uh, this community has particularly been characterized by being heavily underrepresented. And, and I think that, you know, uh, and I'm here, you know, to support uh, Marco's uh, application uh, for seat uh, number five, because I strongly believe that, you know, on the commission, we need to have perspectives from all different communities, and as well as, you know, uh, taking the community into, I mean, taking the commission into the community. Uh, from my personal experience, you know, as the director of the African Advocates Network, we've organized the first street. Uh, dance, African Dance Festival in the city with Marco. We also organized the first drumming festival in the city with Marco and numerous fundraisers at his place. And I would like also, uh, you know, in terms of better representation of uh, the African and Afro-Caribbean uh, community of immigrants, you know, also support um, uh, Arugu Gaime's uh, application uh, for being uh, reappointed. And uh, I look forward to, you know, working with Marco. And also, you know, I would like to express here the hope that, you know, the commission, the, the commission is going to get into the community so that, you know, we as community members, you know, have, have the opportunity of expressing our perspective on the issues that are impacting us. And thank you again for your attention. Good morning, um, supervisors. My name is Kevin Ortiz. I am the youngest elected president of the San Francisco Latinx Democratic Club. I'm thrilled to support longtime business owner, African immigrant, and most importantly, my friend, Marco Sangor, for seat five of the Immigrant Rights Commission. Marco's lived experience as an immigrant business owner for the last 23 years in the mission will be invaluable in the commission, as he has been the owner and operator of Bissett Baobab, an internationally recognized live music venue and restaurant, serving the only Senegalese restaurant in the Bay Area, located in the heart of the Mission District. Marco has been a long time an ally to communities of color. In fact, Marco is his adopted Latino name. Um, the immigrant experience in the U.S. is one of struggle, survived through resilience. No one embodies resilience more than Marco, having survived attacks by a former racist administration that almost cost him everything. Instead, Marco has continued to bounce back better and opened his newest location with help from the city, both through OEWD as well as the Office of Small Business. Um, there is an underrepresentation of African uh, immigrant business owners as well as commissioners, and Marco's intersections are a perfect fit for the commission, as well as his demonstrated longevity to working to advance solidarity amongst communities. I look forward to your support for Marco for seat five. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Ortiz. Next speaker, please. Hi, good afternoon, uh, members of the Board of Supervisors. Um, I'm here to speak in, in favor of Marcos uh, for seat number five. Uh, Marcos has been a business owner, small business owner in the uh, Mission District where I live in District 9 for 23 years. Um, Marcos represents the voice of West African communities and would be a valuable asset uh, to contribute to the commission. Marcos has been under attack from the previous administration as, as has been mentioned and continues to benefit folks in our community. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next speaker. 
Good morning, Supervisors. My name is Paul Aguilar. I am here to speak on behalf of Marcos. Um, Marcos embodies what San Francisco is about. He cares about his community. Uh, during the pandemic, Marcos rallied community members together in his capacity as a small business owner, and together they created and delivered over 200,000 meals to people in need. Um, as has been mentioned, he's been in our neighborhood 23-year business owner in the Mission, that's my district. Um, and I think his experience, especially coming from West Africa, which is underrepresented, is a key to this um, placement in seat five. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Good morning, committee members. My name is John Mendoza. I'm uh, one of the founders of Cayo Cuatro in the mission. Uh, I'm here asking you to support Marcos for this position. Uh, I've known him for several years. He's always been there for the community. Uh, although I'd like to congratulate all of the other applicants, very well um, educated, and I'm sure they could do the job as well. But uh, I would like to point out that Marcos is an immigrant in the largest immigrant community in San Francisco as a business, small business owner. So he has a, I feel he has a special uh, um, view on things that can really do good for the Immigrant Com Rights Committee. And I would appreciate your support for Marcos. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Good afternoon. My name is Eric Arguey. I'm with Cayo 24 Latino Culture District. And as um, uh, John was mentioning, I think it's really important to look at the uh, lived experience of these candidates. Um, he understands uh, the struggles of being an immigrant with the experience that he's had not too long ago. Um, I think it's, ha it's important to have that view on the ground, ground up. Um, he is in the mission community, a business owner for over 23 years. Uh, he's very well loved in the mission, and I think he'll uh, represent us all very well, all immigrants. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any other members of the public in these chambers who would like to testify on item number four? Seeing none, Mr. Clerk, why don't we go to remote public comment on this item? Yes. Can we have our first um, telephone caller, please? Good morning, everybody. Uh, good morning, uh, Chair Peskin and members of the Rules Committee. Uh, this is Celine Kennelly. I am the current chair of the Immigrant Rights Commission, and I apologize that I wasn't able to join you in person this morning, but I'm delighted to be with you remotely. Um, so for 24 years, the Immigrant Rights Commission has fought for the rights and dignity of immigrants and other underserved and underrepresented communities. From language rights to the sanctuary ordinance, shining a light on the continued impact of COVID-19 on our immigrant communities with a particular focus on immigrant perspectives on housing in San Francisco, to working with community and city departments on the issue of anti-AAPI hate among our immigrant communities, taking a lead role on racial equity, the Commission has worked with our community partners and fellow commissions and city departments to ensure inclusive fair policies and conditions that make San Francisco as safe and welcoming a place for all people to thrive. The Commission, supported by Acting Director Richard Whipple and the staff of the Office of Civic Engagement and Immigrant Affairs, has continued to be a safe space for our immigrant communities, making sure that their voices are heard and giving them an opportunity to be civically active and engaged. 
We look forward to continuing to champion our immigrant community, their successes and their achievements, while working to resolve their challenges and needs. We have been fortunate to have had a diverse, engaged, skilled and hardworking commission who were committed to our immigrant communities, to language access and to racial equity. They bring a combination of personal and professional experience with an unwavering dedication to making immigrant lives better. I would like to acknowledge Supervisor Chan's comments regarding meeting attendance uh, and commit to addressing such with all members of our commission. Uh, I would like to highlight the continuity of the work and the output of the work that the commission has achieved. And I am glad to report that uh, we have elapsed. managed to achieve. Thank you. Uh, just a reminder, we are allowing two minutes uh, per person for public comment at this time. Can we get our next caller, please? Hi, can everyone hear me okay? Yes, we can. Please proceed. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Hi. Hi, uh, my name is Athena Caldas. Um, I'm born and raised in San Francisco. I live in the Mission District myself. Um, I'm calling in support of the appointment of Marco, of Marco Senghor um, to the IRC. Um, I'm here to say that I believe he brings a strong and unique perspective as a small business owner and immigrant identifying person of San Francisco. Um, he has been and continues to be a pillar in the community, particularly in the Mission District, um, but is known throughout San Francisco and the Greater Bay Area. Um, he continues to be really a unifying um, pillar to our community as well. I think he'll bring an incredible value to this commission as an African-American, as a small business owner, and as a loved and, and most importantly trusted community member. Um, I hope that you consider him. I really believe he deserves this opportunity to, great, uh, to do great work with you all. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Can we get our next caller, please? Hi, uh, my name is Nancy Horner, and I'm calling in support of Marco Sengor for seat number five. I think Marco has the intelligence, the kindness, and empathy as immigrant himself to do a really great job on this uh, committee, uh, commission, and um, his long history of community involvement and his fortitude in establishing and reestablishing his businesses that serve the community and the mission, I think um, show how wonderful he would be in this uh, position as well. Thank you. Thank you. That completes our uh, online callers. Thank you, Mr. Young. Public comment on this item is now closed and we can open it up for uh, discussion amongst committee members. Um, I appreciated the line of questioning from Supervisor Chan uh, and also note the overwhelming support for Marco. Um, and I think we have a balancing act, if you will, to balance the newcomers with the experience of the incumbent members um, and I would just throw this out uh, as a suggestion for discussion if uh, folks are interested in this suggestion which is uh, Jesse Ruiz Navarro for seat one, uh, Haragu Gaimi for seat two, uh, the attorney who is present uh, from Bharat Mata from India, 
Ms. Chaudhary for seat three, Mark Marco Sungor for seat five, and Alahi and Sani for seat nine. Supervisor Stephanie. Thank you, Chair Peskin. Uh, yes, we have, I think, an embarrassment of riches with these uh, qualified candidates. I'm uh, very impressed with the support for Marcos and um, and thank you to Ms. Chaudhary. I hope, thank for reaching out to me, knowing that I was going to be subbing for Supervisor Mandelman. Very impressed with you as well. And I, um, I agree, Chair Peskin, with um, you, how you've outlined going forward with the five seats. Thank you, Supervisor Stephanie. And hearing. Uh, no or seeing no other comments on the roster I will propose that as a motion to send forward to the full board with a positive recommendation mr. clerk on that motion as previously stated uh, uh, yes I just want to confirm we yes have and a residency waiver for seat number two for Haragu Gaimi yes so for seat one we have um, Navarro for seat two we have Gaims for seat three we have Chartery. For seat five, we have Segor. And for seat nine, we have Isani with a residency waiver for, for Gimes. Correct. Uh, on that motion, Supervisor Chan. Chan, aye. Supervisor Stephanie. Aye. Stephanie, aye. Chair Peskin. Aye. Peskin, aye. The motion passes without objection. And we are adjourned.